Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. With available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's good, everybody? Welcome in to It's Amazing to Think About, but week nine and our NFL mega preview. This is the Early Edge, your sports betting brand of record. All of the odds at the Early Edge are brought to you by and presented by our great partners of the king of all sports books, BetMGM. Now, as the tread day deadline looms today, a lot of movement going on around the league, but one big one we're going to hit on here in just a second. Four buys this week, the Broncos, the Lions, the 49ers, and the Jags, which means there are 14 games. And on this show, turn on your notifications. We break down every single game by two of the absolute very best. Let's bring in the stars of the show. You know them. You love them. The stoic one is here, R.J. White. The maestro is here, Larry Hartstein. And, gentlemen, I want both of your takes before we jump in to each game. The announcement to today, the commanders, who technically aren't out of the playoffs yet, they're unloading players. But the big one, Chase Young, and R.J., I'll come right to you, going to the 49ers. What do you make of the move? I will cede my time to the Sportsline projection model and Stephen O because he just sent some updated odds. And the move increases the San Francisco win total projected by three-tenths. It does not sound like that is a lot, but for a half a season, that is pretty significant. They jump up about 7% to win the division, up to 65.5%. Their championship odds to win the Super Bowl jumps up 3%. It's now 14.1, so about a 1-7 in chance there. So a pretty impactful trade for them to get him on the uh, was already a pretty good defensive line. Um, we know that defense has had issues the last few weeks getting some stops. Joe Burrow did anything they wanted to last week on them. So we'll see if this helps to get more pressure here with Chase Young because his specialty is getting after the quarterback. Yeah, Maestro begs the question, is the three-game losing streak part of the reason the 49ers felt the need to go strong here? Yeah, it's a bold move, uh, but they're they're desperate with the way this defense is playing. And uh, I think they're really suffering from the new coordinator. I think they missed D'Amico Ryans, and they just don't have the same depth that they had last year in terms of their defense. So they had to do something. Uh, but like RJ said, uh, I'm not sure uh, that this is a, an impact move just because, you know, it hasn't really benefited the commander's pass defense at all. Amazing, amazing. But if you want all of it, you can go to CBSSports.com, and there is a collection of all the different trades today, how it's going to affect different teams, and ultimately here, how it affects the betting lines and what value you can have on a team. Now, do not forget, every time you come into the show, hit that like button for me, please. It really helps the show grow, and then you can put up the chat, and you can just talk as much as you absolutely want to. All right, 14 games to get to, so let's jump right in. Game number one, Thursday night football, 8.15 p.m. Eastern is the kick. 
Now, this is a tough one in the AFC. Kind of a, a rubber meets the road type of game. The Titans taking on the Steelers. Pittsburgh favored by three. Total 36 and a half. RJ, let's start with you. How are th- This just screams ugliness, but somebody's got to do something. It screams a lot of people are going to want to play the Titans after what they saw with Will Levis in his debut. Looked very good in that. I would caution against that. Going on the road on a short week in Pittsburgh is very different from playing the Atlanta Falcons at home on two weeks of preparation. Um, he had a lot of big plays in that debut. The Andrew Hopkins, we saw him get three touchdowns. He was also very inconsistent at times. I think if this pass rush can get to him, and we know the Tennessee offensive line is pretty brutal, 30th and sack rate. Um, if, if the defense can get there consistently, it's going to be a long day for Levis. I don't know that the Titans score a ton of points here in this brutal road, first road start for him. But I have no confidence in the Pittsburgh offense either. You know, they should succeed with the pass against Tennessee's, you know, average defense there, especially after they traded Kevin Byard last week. Um, I would prefer it if a healthy Trubisky was under quarterback to at least give us a spark there, but it looks like Kenny Pickett's going to give it a go. I don't know if he's going to get through the whole game, so we'll see that. They could also get Cameron Hayward back in this game. I know he was trending toward practicing, and if he plays, that also helps their defense. My lean here would be to Pittsburgh. would like to get it at two and a half instead of three. I do think the line should be on the other side of three because I'm a little more apprehensive in Levis in his first road start than, than you would probably expect if you just watch that game against Atlanta. RJ brings up such a great point because one thing we've learned over the last few years here at the show, Maestro, is that it's so easy to look at one performance and say, man, that's the guy. And then you say it's all about matchups, preparing, all those different things. Do you agree with what RJ just said as far as being careful with the rookie quarterback? Yeah, the arm strength was very impressive, but some of those were some really secondary breakdowns by the Falcons uh, where he hit DeAndre Hopkins wide open. There was an amazing throw to Nick Westbrook, uh, Akine, that he did, you know, that just showed incredible arm strength. And yes, there is a lot of promise and potential, but going into Pittsburgh is a completely different story. The one thing about the Steelers laying a full field goal, they've been outgained in every single game this season. And Kenny Pickett says he's going to play and he's not 100 uh, percent. For me, it's still going to be Pittsburgh or pass, but I'm not looking to play it. All right. Again, that is Thursday night football game one in week number nine. Game number two, we're going all the way to Germany for this game. And this is a matchup everybody's been waiting for. Everybody wants to see. And it is a standalone. 9.30 a.m. Eastern time, 6.30 on the West Coast, where I sit right now. It's the Dolphins. It's the Chiefs. And Kansas City coming off their worst performance maybe in years. First time they haven't scored an offensive touchdown since 2021. They looked awful. The whole team was sick. Patrick looked very sick as well. So now, somehow the Chiefs are still favored by 2.5, the total 50.5. And, and we've seen teams not necessarily, RJ, adjust well when they go to play overseas. What do you make of this one? Yeah, um, but they're going to be leaving relatively early. I think Miami might have already left. I think they plan to leave super early, just like Baltimore did when they showed up and and they won that game against Tennessee. Um, Kansas City will leave a little later, but still not super late. So I don't think there's much of an issue there for those teams. Uh, It's a very good matchup. Miami's defense allowed just 218 yards to New England. New England's not a great offense, but one of nine on third down, um, you know, is is especially worth noting. And Jalen Ramsey back looked good, had an interception. So he's going to be somebody you need here when you're going up against Patrick Mahomes. I didn't mark 
the Chiefs down at all for that loss with Mahomes sick. Um, can't, can't really take much away from that performance. We know that they're better than that. And they were actually trending a lot better than that with their receivers before that game. Um, I just wonder if he won't be at his best with this trip because, you know, you get that illness. Obviously, he was not feeling well over the weekend in those cold temperatures. And then you immediately get on a plane and you got to go on an international trip in, 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 a, in a weird place. So we'll have to monitor that, see how he's feeling later in the week, see if it's worth backing the Chiefs. I think this line is about right here um, because the Chiefs defense is great versus the pass. Miami might have to pivot to the run focus attack. We've seen them do it at times this year, but their backfield isn't as as full strength as it used to be. Mostert's been nursing an injury, and we, of course, know Achan is, is still out on the IR there. Um, so we'll see if, if Miami can contain Kansas City. We'll see if Kansas City can contain Miami. Should be a fun game both ways. I would lean to Kansas City, but I don't love it at two and a half. And I think a lot of people also, Larry, are going to lean to the over just naturally because of what these two teams present. But Rick in the chat says, even with Miami and the Chiefs, it's going to go under. Sometimes it can reverse the script. What are your thoughts? The Chiefs defense acquitted themselves well. 3.7 yards per play against Denver. It was the offense that was embarrassing. I know there was sickness going throughout the team. Uh, Sky Moore drops a perfectly thrown touchdown pass. And, Coach, I don't need to remind you about that. Uh, I just think it's so interesting that the line doesn't move at all. And the Chiefs are still favorites, you know, by two and a half because everyone expects the Chiefs to have a nice bounce-back game. The one thing, and I do lean Dolphins, but the one thing that scares me is whenever they've had to step up this season against the Bills, against the Eagles, against one of those top teams, it has not gone well. They're great at blowing out the bottom feeders. They've proven that over and over, especially at home. Uh, but I'm going to lean Chiefs and lean under, if you, especially if you can get 51. And that is the key. They have laid those eggs away from Miami. Again, last week, they scored over 30. They won by 14, but it was at home. This is obviously going to be in Germany. All right, game number three, and this is really disappointing, guys, because we tease about Kirk Cousins a lot being underrated. He's a really good quarterback, and furthermore, if you watch Netflix, he's a really good guy. And now he is out for the rest of the year. He tore his Achilles. It sucks. They're traveling to Atlanta a first-place team, or at least they have been in the NFC South. Four-and-a-half is the spread. 37 is the total. RJ, how big of a deal now that the Vikings are without their guy? It's a massive deal. He was, you know, it's one of the biggest drop-offs in the league. I think I have him at six points going down from him to Jaron Hall, a very uh, um, under-tested, uh, you know, rookie at a BYU that we're not expecting much from. They did trade for Joshua Dobbs today, um, so he might be the starter after this week, but you don't expect him to come in and play as the starter right away. Um, so you probably need a little bit to learn the playbook, but we've seen him, you know, do that on short, you know, uh, work in the past. He did it with Tennessee, came in and played after eight days with the team there, did it with the Cardinals, traded for him right you know at the end of the preseason there and started week one and was actually competitive with the cardinals so we know he's a quick learner um he'll be able to to go i think next week doesn't really help you this week but i'm not really interested in laying points with this falcons offense that always seems to win games by three when they win um they had a strong defense they did lost grady jared and that's not as big a loss as Kirk cousins but it is pretty significant um but i'm not really expecting much from minnesota offense in this game their defense is up to 10th in yards per play i keep harping on they're a much better defense than people would probably realize but they they are better versus the run. We'll see how the uh, injuries on Atlanta affect them. Drake London dealing with a groin injury. If he doesn't go, that makes the, the offense a little more toothless for Atlanta. My power ratings say this should be six because of the big downgrade. So you would think the value is on the Falcons. I kind of want the line to inflate and then maybe fade them with the backup quarterback here just because the Falcons can't win by margin and we see the super low total. Is it amazing <clears throat> how different you can look at 
two teams. Both teams are four and four. The Minnesota Vikings, Larry, though, they play in a division with the Detroit Lions. They're two games back without a quarterback. Atlanta tied for the Saints for first place in the NFC South. Two completely different things. What do we do? It was so interesting because the Falcons haven't announced if it is indeed going to be Taylor Heineke, which I think it will because, I mean, the Desmond Ritter experiment should be over by now. And Heineke getting a full week of first-team reps should be the guy. And he showed a lot last season. I mean, he at least showed he's better than Desmond Ritter. So I expect him to go with Taylor Heineke. But RJ's right. If you have just backed these backup quarterbacks in these spots where everybody thinks they cannot succeed and you get a good number, like if this should rise all the way to six, uh, those guys have covered at an incredible rate. And Jaron Hall uh, was not good in the preseason, but this guy can run around. He ran for nearly 800 yards at BYU. So he's very athletic, can make some plays. And like everyone has said about the Falcons, they do not beat you by margin. They want to run the ball. They want to win the game 23-20. That's basically their goal from the outset. Which makes this four and a half number just kind of something you want to stay away from unless you can make it make sense. All right, game number four. And officially, after what happened last Sunday, gentlemen, the Cardinals are dead to me. One of the worst bad beats you'll ever see in football. Onside kicks are never recovered, apparently, until they are by the Cardinals. They cover eight and a half. They lose by seven. If you didn't watch it, go back. I can't relive it. Now, they're traveling to Cleveland. And, RJ, I love when you say, I don't trust this team to beat anybody by more than this. That's how I feel about this spread. Browns, eight, total 37 and a half. But, RJ, I want you to hold tight because Maestro, this is part of a best bet for him. So, Larry, why don't you start? What do you like in this one? Well, the Cardinals haven't announced who is going to start at quarterback between Kyler Murray or Clayton Toon, but all indications are let's give Kyler Murray one more week, not have him go into Cleveland as his first start against one of the best defenses in football and have him start at home against the Falcons. That is a much better matchup. So it could be rookie Clayton Toon for the Cardinals. And I don't care who it is for the Browns. I'm putting the Browns in a teaser, bringing this down to minus two or minus 1.5 when I re- when I uh, sent it in earlier. This Browns defense is so good. They probably should have won the game in Seattle. And just to beat Clayton Toon, uh, an Arizona team like coach, that should have been yet another double-digit loss for the Cardinals. I believe that would have been their fourth or fifth straight by double digits. No running game whatsoever. He's up against it facing the Browns. No doubt about it. And it's so, so key that if you're a sports line member to get this, I would do this number or the show on Tuesday because there's such a difference having a half as opposed to two. So make sure you play the teaser at exactly the right moment for you. Now, RJ, let me come over to you because it feels like the way the Maestro's playing the Browns and this game, it's the only way that you can play it. Your take. You have fun with that, Larry. I am not playing the Browns to cover a teaser when they're this big spread. I don't trust this offense at all. 29th in yards per play, cannot throw the ball well, 31st on third down. I don't care who the quarterback is either. Both of them are terrible, and neither of them have shown that they can execute on offense. Browns trading away Donovan Peoples-Jones. Um, they, you know, they don't have confidence in their receiving game either, so I'm not sure how they move the ball here with their collection of uh, running backs they have, too, that doesn't look great either. Um, you, you expect the Cleveland defense to win this game they're 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 better than arizona's obviously they did just give up 6.6 yards per play to seattle 
they did just give up 6.8 yards per play to Indy before that. So they haven't been playing at the top top of the level of, that we expect from them in the last few weeks, really. Um, Clayton Toon is is you know not somebody you expect to come in and light up the scoreboard here. I just don't think that this this Cleveland offense should be favored by eight against anyone. Too many points to lay with them. If I play it, it's going to be Arizona and hoping I get Kyler Murray. And even if I don't, hoping Clayton Toon gets me a seventeen to ten loss or a seventeen to thirteen type of loss. If you would have told anybody six months ago that a P.J. Walker-led offense would be favored by eight, they would have said, really? Is that game in Toronto, Montreal, Ottawa? Certainly not the National Football League. Now, you can get so much more in-depth analysis from my two guys and a slew of incredible handicappers. All you got to do is download the CBS Sports app. Go right in the corner, and there you see. I love it. It's growing in leaps and bounds. CBS Sports HQ. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, here we go. Game number five in this one. Wow, I don't even know how to attack it because the Rams are traveling again after getting blown out by the Dallas Cowboys, giving up 43 points. Green Bay has looked just slow. They've got a lot of injuries they've dealt with with some of their biggest players, but yet Green Bay favored by three, RJ. The total sitting at 39 and a half. Where are we going? It feels like the market is leaning toward Matthew Stafford missing this game. He suffered a thumb injury on he's talking about dumb calls, one of the dumbest calls you'll see, you know, throwing throwing to your quarterback on a two-point conversion when he already banged his thumb earlier in the game. And then that's where he injures his thumb and he, he's out and potentially for the rest of that game and future games. So we'll see if he's able to play. He was also dealing with several other injuries coming into the game. So very beat up Stafford. And we saw how that affected him last year when he wasn't healthy. And then when he finally had to sit out, that offense completely went into the tank. So even though Green Bay's offense is terrible, they just cannot score in the first half for whatever the reason. I had on the Pick Six podcast, I had a Minnesota money line in the first half, and it came to pass. It, it was easily a cash, even though Vikings didn't look great. Um, <clears throat> the, maybe the fading this fading Rams defense helps them. They've allowed 23 points in four of their last five. They really just need the offense to keep them in the game. But if Stafford's not playing, I, I don't know if they could do that. So I think I'm going to lean to Green Bay here. Um, you know, even at minus three, I don't love it. Their defense should cover, could, should carry the the game here, and hopefully they can win a game like. 12 to 6 and cover this number. 
James in the chat said, I feel like the whole early slate is a stay away to me. James, you might be right. Meister, let me come over to you. What do you make of this one? Because I don't know at all. Yeah, the Packers have been so disappointing, but this is the spot for them. Come on, the Rams are just so depleted, and Brett Rippon, if they can't beat Brett Rippon at home by more than a field goal, they should really close that franchise up. I mean, it has been so disappointing uh, to see this offense do nothing with a lot of talent, but yet you have to give them a little bit of a pass because they've had so many injuries, but this is the spot. I mean, this has to be a Packers win by more than a field goal or else there are going to be some serious questions about Jordan Love, Matt LaFleur, etc. Speaking of the name Rippon, do you know who was in the group ahead of me yesterday in my big charity thing up in wine country, Maestro? Uh, Mark Rippon? Mark Rippon, that is correct. Mark Rippon, hell of a golfer. He won the American Century Championship twice. Unbelievable golfer. Unbelievable golfer. Very cool guy, too. He was like the big award recipient this year for the charity with Brett Saberhagen, World Series winning pitcher. It was pretty cool. Now, Mark Rippon was a quarterback for who? The Washington football team. The Commanders. That's our next game. See how that works together? That's next level hosting right there, ladies and gentlemen. So the Commanders, who got rid of their entire team today. They're going on the road to the Patriots, who we thought maybe after their win over the Bills, they'd be heading in that direction. And they looked lost down in Miami, losing by 14. But yet, they're favored by three and a half, according to Bet MGM. Total sitting at 40. And RJ, you have a best bet in this game. Where are you headed? I'm heading to Washington. I know that they just traded away two defensive players, so you're telling me that their pass defense is not going to be good moving forward. That is a shock to me, considering I've watched them every every week this year, and they have been atrocious already, so I don't know what effect trading these guys is going to have on this team. They couldn't stop anybody already. Um, and uh, they're coming off a great game from their offense, though. Sam Howell's best game, especially because he only got sacked once against an elite defense. He found a way to finally get rid of the ball early enough to not take all these sacks, and the offense responded to it and just completely tore up a Philly defense that is a little bit undermanned in the secondary with injuries, but it's still very impressive. Washington defense still awful versus the pass. It's going to be awful no matter who who's at defensive end. I don't know if New England's offense can take advantage of it. They're 26th in yards per play. They've been under 201 net yards passing in seven of their last eight. They just lost their best receiver, Kendrick Bourne, really the only effective receiver they have. So you're really having the offense run through like sixth round pick to Mario Douglas at this point. That's your that's probably going to be your top weapon. Um, I don't know that they're going to be able to take advantage of this Washington, this very bad Washington defense. Uh, they're, the New England defense also 30th in sack rate, 30th in interception rate. I don't know that they can carry New England in this game with the Washington offense playing well. I think Washington is the better team in this game, even though the line is saying New England is clearly the better team at three and a half. That's why I have Washington plus three and a half as a best bet. No, I absolutely love it. All right, we're going Washington. By the way, a little bonus for all of you. Guess who is in the chat as we speak? Coach Phil McKagan from Primetime Early Edge. You have any questions for him on anything NFL related, put him in the chat. He will answer them for you in real time. Coach Phil, great to have you as part of the show today. Now, Maestro, let me come over to you. Commanders do feel like the play today. The Patriots have been so inconsistent. And a lot of people are reveling in the fact that Bill Belichick is ending his career. We don't know when it's going to end like this. But are we getting too fast to the demise of the Patriots and Bill Belichick? 
No, the demise is in full swing. And I'm with RJ because even though the team is trading away two big names, that doesn't apply to the players to say they're going to tank. Uh, that's just that can be, you know, two separate narratives there. And this offense looked good and probably should have gotten a cover uh, against the Eagles. They were uh, in command or at least covering most of the way. And then it fell apart for them uh, at the end. But I will take the commanders plus the points as well, because the Patriots offense shouldn't be laying this many. Okay, very good. By the way, guys, uh, Phil, last night, I don't know if you know this, we, we made history on Primetime Early Edge. He cashed his first bet ever, his first bet ever, and all of a sudden he's the greatest capper in the world in the chat apparently. Yeah, my stroke. And he up. cashed it like twice because I think Jameer Gibbs had like 200 yards. <laughs> he did. He had like 280 yards, whatever it was. But, yes, it was nice. The combo number was nice. All you guys, different ways, except DC, of course, you all hit Gibbs. And he faded his rush attempts for whatever reason. I have no idea. He read like 25, 26 times. EC, you better learn. All right, next game. And I learned the hard way against the Maestro last weekend. I thought, I'm going to back this Division Two guy. He's going to do it two weeks in a row. They were terrible. And now they travel to the Big Easy to take on the Saints team that looked really good last week. They're 4-4, four and four, tied with the Atlanta Falcons in first place in the NFC South. Both of you, so Maestro, we're going to start with you. Both of you like the Saints in the same way in this game. The number is 7.5. The total is 41. Larry, where are you headed? Yeah, this is the second leg of my teaser with the Browns. Lay the one and a half with the Saints. You know, you got to take a little grain of salt of what they did to the Colts because the Colts secondary is so bad right now. But still, putting up the 38 points that New Orleans did, finally breaking out and scoring some touchdowns instead of only field goals. And now I'm just asking them to win by two points at home against this Division II quarterback. And we saw, I mean, the Chargers do not have a good defense. And they could do nothing against the Chargers. Now they go to New Orleans, which has a much better defense and an offense that is really clicking. As RJ pointed out, they put up over 400 yards in three straight. So even though the Bears made a nice acquisition today, we d I didn't hear what happened with Jalen Johnson, if he got traded or not, their cornerback. I still think the Saints get it done and just win the game. And we cash this teaser. I think both of us hit our teasers last week. Yeah, you're damn right you did. And to be clear, Maestro has the Saints at minus one and a half and the Browns when he gave it out on Sportsline at minus one and a half. RJ, coming to you, you also like the Saints same way, yes? Yes, I would play the Saints minus seven straight if you can still access seven. I think that's mostly gone from the market now. So we are playing it in a teaser, getting it down to minus one and a half. That offense is improving. They've had some struggles this year, but they had 7.7 .7 yards for play against Indy. Carla Great going downfield, had some big plays with Rashid Shahid, um, and, and they're getting it done now offensively, which was a worry for them for a lot of this season. The defense wasn't great last week, but they're still sixth in yards for play. They are struggling with the run, and you figure if the Bears are going to have any success, it's going to be running the ball. I don't think they're going to have any success passing the ball. Didn't, did not expect much from Tyson Bajan going on the road, even in that very, very good matchup for him against one of the worst defenses in the league. And uh, he's facing a much tougher test here in a second straight road game. The Chicago pass defense had been playing very well the last few weeks, completely fell apart against the Chargers. I think the New Orleans is capable of taking advantage of that. Jalen Johnson didn't get traded from my understanding, um, but it's not like that he had a big impact last week. Um, I don't think Montez Sweat is going to have a big impact in this game either. If New Orleans gets up by 10, I'm not worried about the backdoor cover with Tyson Bajan running this offense. So I think that you can cover that a big number here, but because it's on the other side of seven, now we have to tease it. So New Orleans minus one and a half first leg of my teaser.
And for all of you fans at home, football is a little bit different than baseball because of the playbook and stuff. When a player gets traded, he doesn't necessarily step right in. Baseball, you can't get in there and you can hit and play. But in football, usually it's not right away. So keep monitoring that. Of course, we'll talk about it all on Early Edge at noon on Sunday and then at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. For RJ, that's the first leg of his teaser. We'll get to the second leg coming up shortly. Now, where are you going to place all these bets at? Well, hundreds of you into the thousands now. Gosh, your loyalty is amazing to us. New BetMGM customers can sign up today, get $200 in bonus bets. Just place your first wager of at least $10, and you will receive $200 instantly in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome with bonus code EDGE200. That is bonus code EDGE200. Now, this next game, fascinating. Because the Baltimore Ravens, now that they've got their quarterback, there's no more drama. There's no more do we keep him, do we not. Now they're starting to talk about playoffs. Now they're starting to talk about are they the best team in the AFC. That remains to be seen, but they are rolling. And they welcome a Seattle Seahawks team, RJ, that now is all of a sudden a first-place team in the NFC West because the 49ers can't win a game. So the number is 5.5. Total is 43. Your take, sir. Yeah, Seattle's somewhat lucky to win that game, but 6.6 yards per play against Cleveland, like I mentioned earlier, very strong number for them. Offense is now seventh in yards per play. Their defense is fifth in yards per play. They're an underrated team. They're not, they're not, they're very good. And I don't think people are giving them enough credit. They could be on a six game winning streak right now because they completely outplayed Cincinnati in that loss, that 17 to 13 loss. If they win that game, they're on a six game winning streak. And I think they're getting talked about a lot more like the Ravens. However, the nature of these last few games for them seems like a team I want to fade. The market just not letting me do it by inflating this line so much. I think the line should be closer to four here. Ugly offensive day for Baltimore, despite the 31 points, just four and a half yards per play against Arizona is not great. Um, you could say Seattle hasn't been tested during that run, playing a lot of bad teams. Neither has Baltimore. I mean, Detroit was the best opponent for both of them. And you look down the schedule besides that, and it's not a lot of great teams. The Seattle's good enough in power rating for me that I think this line, like I said, a little high at four. I would lean to Seattle. If it gets to six, I might end up playing Seattle. Maestro, as I sit here and think, and I pause because I don't really know where I'm headed because I like both of these teams and RJ's make me think in so many different ways. How are you attacking this one at five and a half? Yeah, that was a very dramatic pause. And I was also caught up in my thoughts about this game because this is, uh, you know, we have a great matchup in the morning from Germany. We have a great matchup at night. And this is probably the best matchup during the day. Uh, I'm going to lean with the points. I don't think the Seahawks are getting quite enough respect. And it's reflected also in the division marker where you see the 49ers at minus 300 to win the division. And the Seahawks actually lead the division and they're plus 250. I think they keep it close. I think the Ravens have not really been tested at all the last couple weeks. You know, they came out against a Detroit team that was a no-show. Then they went to Arizona. They're in for a fight. The Seahawks run defense top five in the league, and that is very important against Lamar Jackson. All right. Michael Machat says, I'm just here because I can't do this quality of work. Michael, they are two of the absolute very best. Now, uh, Phil says, any last questions? Got to get this baby girl in her Elsa costume. Didn't know that he referred to himself as a baby girl, but I'm anxious to see Phil in an Elsa costume tonight. So send pictures in, Phil. We'll put them up on Sportsline for you. <laughs> Front and center. Now, the last 1 o'clock Eastern game of the day. The Bucks somehow, gentlemen, just a half a game back of first place in the NFC South. I don't know how they've done it. The Texans. 
I tell you what, next year, the year after, this is going to be a legit team, RJ. They're favored by two and a half. The total is 40. Where are we going? You can call these teams the Houston Buccaneers and the Tampa Bay Texans. They are the same team right now. The both are coming off of disappointing offensive days. I think Houston's offense is slightly better. Tampa Bay 32nd on third down, but first in, in red zone, um, red zone rate. Houston's offense seventh on third down, but 26th in red zone. So you, Tampa Bay has the off the the uh, advantage in the red zone. Houston has the advantage. In, um, in on third down there, and that's the exact same thing if you flip the other side of the ball. They both kind of line up in the same way. Um, both defenses are great versus the run, struggle a little bit versus the pass. Both offenses can't run, but they're solid passing. I mean, it really is very, very similar teams. And so because of the similarity, if you can get three here, I like catching three with Tampa Bay on extended rest. Their offense pre- play, played a little better last week against Buffalo um, than, than I think um, you know they, they have been in the past. So I would go with them, but I want to get the three. I don't want to play to two and a half. You know, I say next year or the year after Maestro, but when you look at it, Houston's three and four. If they can go on a little bit of a run, they could very much be alive in a few weeks for a run at a wild card spot because I think Jacksonville's proven to be the class of that division. Are you a believer in the Texans? In this game, I am. Uh, the Buccaneers' pass defense is pretty bad, and we saw the Bills do whatever they wanted offensively. Then they just took their foot off the gas. There's no way Tampa Bay should have covered that game. Yes, I'm still stinging about it. But the Texans' pass offense, I think, is going to carry the day and, and cover the number if it's less than three. Uh, I always feel like losses hang with me, but nobody compares to you. Nobody's <laughs> more in it than my man Larry Hartstein. That's for damn sure. All right, you guys know at CBS, we got a lot of different platforms that we're super, super proud of. We always have to support each other. This weekend, it's a chance to watch Legends perhaps for the very last time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash CBS Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. It all starts on Sunday at 7 Eastern time. Can't wait for that. All right, let's move on to the 4 o'clock games on Sunday, gentlemen. There's only three, one at 4.05, two at 4.25. Colts, that number is three now. In Carolina, obviously both teams somewhat disappointing this year. Total 44, but yet you both like a side here. RJ, I'll start with you this time. 
We're taking the Panthers at plus three. At first glance, their offense was no better last week, 3.7 or something like that yards per play. But it was really a failure of the run offense, and it was a failure of um, Bryce Young taking too many sacks. I think he had six sacks in the game. He did have his best yards per attempt and a quarterback rating by a mile. Looked better going down the field. In these defense, just got burned by New Orleans downfield repeatedly. So this could be a good breakout spot for him and, and Thomas Brown as the play caller to finally get things in motion and score some points here. Carolina's defense is eighth on third down and solid at, at creating turnovers with interception rate and who likes to create turnovers more than Gardner Minshew he should not be laying points especially on the road um, especially laying three points so getting plus three even if it's the Panthers I think is a great value here I actually think the Panthers should be favored I think they're gonna win this game and Larry why do you agree with RJ 100% agree. Well, this game means a lot to Frank Reich. He got fired despite going 40 and 33 with a couple playoff appearances by the Colts. And now he turned over the play calling to Thomas Brown. And it worked out in the first game. RJ pointed out some of the metrics were much better for Bryce Young. Yards per attempt, passer rating, everything was the best that he's had all of his rookie season. And, and also, the head coaching was better. Frank Reich noted that he had a better handle on the entire team. They only committed three penalties. That was their lowest all season, maybe because they're more organized and Frank Reich isn't worried about what play to call. This team, I believe, is still getting better. The Colts, 38 points allowed in their last three games. Uh, they have no corners left whatsoever. Uh, they're in real bad shape in the secondary. And like RJ said, nine turnovers by Gardner Minshew in the last three games. I predict he will make at least one big mistake enabling Carolina to cover. Yeah, I'm still a little little bitter about we had the Colts in a teaser of plus eight and a half. They had third and 14 against the Saints and gave up a 54-yard bomb and then a field goal with 25 seconds to go to not cover. Teasers aren't automatic, ladies and gentlemen. They are not automatic, even though it feels that way now this next game it may only be on in two markets because of the last 425 game this sunday and i'm talking about the giants and i'm talking about the raiders and new york lost tyrod taylor on sunday against the jets in that loss the raiders last night could you look any worse if you're jimmy g the lions just turned the ball over time after time and they still could do nothing seven of the 14 was a pick six. Raiders stink. Now they're at home, but they're favored by two and a half. The total 37 and a half. RJ, is there any way, shape, or form we play this game? Total is 37 and a half. It might be 34 and a half points too high. Um, he might get a three to, three to nothing final here with these offenses. It is, it is hilarious to me that you say, could they look any worse about one of these two offenses in this game? And you're not talking about the team that had negative nine net passing yards in a game, which somehow is possible to do. And they did it. They had negative nine net passing yards by the Giants in that game because once Tyra got hurt, they did not let Tommy DeVito throw the ball at all. And it was all running the, the ball. The Giants defense, though, continues to improve. They were helped by the weather in that game, uh, but they should have won the game on their own despite that quarterback situation there. Um, there was some trickery by the, the the Jets offense spotting the ball on their own. That game should have been over. They should not have had a chance at that field goal there. Vegas, awful rush offense, awful at interception rate, 
awful at everything offensively, like you said. When I said last week when I f- was saying fade them, that uh, having Jimmy G back doesn't matter because they don't score points anyway. I think this is going to be another good game from the Giants defense. If Daniel Jones is back, I want to back, back this Giants team. If it's Tommy DeVito, couldn't back them. I don't care what line you give me because they, they showed no confidence in him as a passer. So uh, if it's Tommy DeVito, play the under. If it's Daniel Jones, play the Giants. I like to think I'm pretty pretty good sports fan that I kind of know what I'm doing. I'm pretty good at my job. I'll be completely honest with you. I had never heard of Tommy DeVito before Sunday when I switched it over to the game. Not one time in my life. That tells me where the Giants are. Maestro, your thoughts? Yeah, he wasn't even good in the Big Ten. I Daniel Jones has been cleared for contact, and I expect him to co- to go, which is why this line has dropped from three down to two and a half. I'll still be on the Giants because, well, first of all, the Raiders team total under. You can just play that every single week. They're eight and zero to the under this year. They have not scored twenty points as an offense yet this season. And you're right, Coach. They couldn't have looked worse than they did. Very listless. Didn't want to tackle anyone by the end of that game. The Lions outgained them by like 350 or 370 yards it should have been a massacre on the scoreboard as well and like rj said the defense of the giants even though they traded one of their key linemen uh played very well they should have won the game if saquon barkley keeps his feet uh late in that game they would have won i mean how is saquon going to feel though 36 carries and they'll definitely be relying on him but still daniel jones and maybe the one thing i should have started with brian dayball versus josh mcdaniels i'll take brian dayball every time every single time didn't you guys feel awful last night for i love players that care and i'm okay if players show it Devontae Adams is absolutely just gut-punched right now. He wants to win so badly, and you just said it. Not one time the entire season they score over 20 when you got arguably a top three wide receiver at your disposal. Were you either one of you surprised that he didn't get traded today? Not from the comments that they they said. They said there was no way they were trading them, um, but they don't feature him in the offense, so I don't know why they wouldn't trade him. And so, you know, I don't know what he's doing. I felt bad for him. I wanted to give him a certain fast food taco brand. Um, you know, I felt like that might have cheered him up a little bit because um, it seemed like he really needed some cheering up in that game. At least when he went home, he had it waiting for him, right? Exactly. Commercials say. Maestro, your thoughts on Devontae Adams real quick? I mean, it it has to rip your heart out when you literally beat your man by five yards and then the ball is overthrown by 10 yards. Uh, So that, you know, but a little bit on him, though. He dropped a key pass on third down that he should have had. uh, But it's just disheartening uh, to play for the Raiders right now. I really felt the way that we lost the Ravens game. I thought we're going to have the worst backdoor cover of all time. Luckily for the brand, we hit like all of our prop bets because they had so many yards for so many players. Gibbs, Amon Ross, St. Brown. I mean, it was great. Thank you, Raiders defense. You stink. Now, this game could be the game of the week, with all due respect, to the Dolphins and the Chiefs. Cowboys and the Eagles both looked good last week, but the Cowboys looked phenomenal, scoring 40 through, coming out. I think they had over 20 in the first. It was just a buzzsaw from the word go. But this week, this is where the rubber meets the road. This is where Dallas needs to decide. Are we good enough to play for the division? Are we good enough to challenge for a Super Bowl? Or are the Eagles still that much better than us? So as I look at my notes, Maestro, I'm going to start with you. Eagles favored by three. Normally this means sportsbook things on a neutral field would be even. Total 46, your take. 
Getting the full three, definitely looking at the Cowboys early in the week. I think they've been more impressive the past two weeks. That extra rest before the Chargers game seemed to get them back on track, and then they completely dismantled the Rams. The Eagles, even though they're winning, it's just not as impressive as it was last year, making some big mistakes, obviously down by the goal line. Uh, I'm going to look at the Cowboys plus three, but I haven't locked anything in. Okay, so Cowboys maybe plus three. RJ, let me come to you. What did you make? Was it more impressive how the Cowboys beat the Rams or that the Eagles for the second time figured out a way to beat Washington? Yeah, I think that Dallas performance was more impressive just on the whole. It's another game where the defense carried the team to a big early lead. The offense didn't have to do much, but unlike early in the season, the offense did do a lot. Dak was fantastic in that game. And to Philadelphia defense struggling to stop the pass, we saw Sam Howell throw for about 800 yards against them last week. Um, so I think Dak can have some success in this game. Philly has lost a turnover battle in four straight. Their offense is 24th in interception rate, where Dallas's defense is first. They can create some turnovers here with Jalen Hurts, um, you know, having to rely more on his arm with the knee injury not as mobile we saw he didn't barely run in that game last week who knows i don't think he's going to be healthy enough to do a lot of running here and so they'll rely on his arm and i think create some turnovers here despite the philly records i actually trust dallas more on offense and defense right now i think three is a great value for this number so i would take dallas plus three um i, I don't think it's going to get any higher than that i think the cowboys are legit at this point and they're going to come in and have a good chance of winning this game yeah, and the Eagles have shown that they can be had in different ways. So I agree with you. I think this number stays right there at three. Now, in a the way kind of the NFL does their scheduling, this is not really a quirk, but there's going to be a lot of stories this week, as we know, for Sunday night football. This is the field. This is the moment. This is the time that a year ago, DeMar Hamlin went down and literally died on the field, resuscitated, and now he's back living his best life. It's an incredible story. But now they have to get back to football again. Bengals favored by three. They look fantastic. In in San Francisco, they were by far the better team. Offense looked great. Joe Mixon was running fast. I loved what I saw from Cincinnati. Bills come to town. Who is the real Buffalo team? 48 and a half. And RJ, this is the second leg of your teaser. What do you like? I have the Buffalo Bills on the teaser because the line is down at two and a half at MGM and I would tease them up to eight and a half expecting a close game here. The look ahead was Buffalo minus one shifted all the way to Cincy minus three in some markets. I think it's completely warranted. I think you have to adjust them way up now. I had adjusted them in my power ratings about halfway up to where I would have had them at full strength before the season coming out of the bye, thinking that Burrow had a chance to, to shine and look very good. And that's what he did. And so I think you just have to consider them completely back now. One of the better teams in the, in the AFC and one of those top tier top five teams here um so i've restored the Bengals fully in my power ratings this is at three i think that's still the ceiling line with buffalo being on extra rest with the offense looking back in form versus tampa bay they're third in yards per play second on third down second in the red zone and josh allen key, key to note had 41 rushing yards in that game his previous four games he had been under 20 in, in each of them i think he might be healthier now more willing to run this is a big spot where he's going to need it and um, despite that dominant win since his defense allowed 8.2 yards per play to san francisco's offense even with the injury that san francisco has on their offensive line and some of receivers buffalo's defense first and sack rate they can get some pressure on burrow here and they're going to need to to win the game but either way i think the offense is good enough to keep it close and keep it within one score so t my teaser is saints minus one and a half and the bills up to plus eight and a half i'm so glad you use the word healthy as well because sometimes when you come out of a bye week maestro 
you can tell that certain players have gotten healthy. I thought Joe Burrow moved as best or better than he's ever moved this entire season based off the leg injury we know that he started with. So I love that RJ's taking this up to eight and a half. How would you attack this game? I'm going to look to go over the total. Joe Burrow, 28 of 32 against the Niners, and we've seen him pick apart this Buffalo defense. And right now, this Buffalo defense is very depleted. Even though they showed out pretty well against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, this is another level entirely facing Burrow and Chase and Higgins, etc. And on the other side, like RJ said, the Bengals defense has not been that great, and Buffalo's offense has been great pretty much the whole year. It was just they had a turnover stretch where they had two turnovers and three straight games that started you know hurting them as they got close to the end zone but I I think both offenses are going to have a great night and I'm going to go over the total and I love the fact that it's Sunday night football so we can see how we do during the day and then load up at night with just one single solitary game now gentlemen do not look now but you know the haters are going to be out oh this game stinks whatever but if you just ask a random person on the street who has a better record right now the Jets the hosts or the Chargers, the visiting team? Well, most would be incorrect. The Jets are four and three above 500, coming off a win over the Giants. Now, the Chargers looked great against the Chicago Bears, but they're three and four, a full two and a half games back of the Kansas City Chiefs. So, Maestro, let's start with you on this one. Are the Jets going to continue to figure out a way to just get wins? in ugly ways, but they're getting them. Yeah, it's. I would lean towards the Jets taking the full field goal because you know that's the strength of the Jets is those cornerbacks and that pass defense. And against the Chargers, uh, that's what they need to do to be successful. And Justin Herbert had a great game at home against the Bears, but this is another challenge entirely. So I'm going to lean towards the Jets. And, you know, they also have a shot Robert Sala does at coach of the year because if he can take this team to the playoffs and they got through the worst part of their season, three and three, when everyone expected maybe one and five or two and four, if he can get this team to the playoffs, 600 plus six plus 600 for coach of the year is a pretty good look. It's been amazing. It truly, truly has. And RJ, as I come over to you from the first night when the Jets beat your Bills to last week grinding it out against the Giants, they have figured out a way. And you got to give the entire team offense and defense a lot of credit. Can they get this one done? I think they can. I, I don't know that they won that game. I think it was kind of ref assisted there. Like I said, the, the that last field goal shouldn't have happened. It was the ref never spotted the ball and they were able to somehow get away with that and kick that field goal. I didn't have either side in that game. That's just my observation in that game. Offense was terrible. I know it was raining with awful weather, but it's not like it was super windy. Um, they should have been able to execute better than they did. The offensive line health is an issue for the Jets. Just so many guys got hurt. They were like down to like their fourth string center. Um, they're bringing in, I believe, Roger Saffold signed on the practice squad. He's going to get elevated to active roster pretty quickly and start for this line. Um, and they just have to make it work off on the offensive line. Now, if they can do that, they can win this game because uh, Zach Wilson can succeed against a Chargers pass defense as 32nd in yards per play if his offensive line is holding up and he's not running for his life. I had Chicago as 32nd in power rating to Tyson Bajan, so I'm not marking up the Chargers for their dominant win there. This look ahead was one and a half. It seems like the market is marking up the, the Chargers or maybe they're just marking down the Jets a ton with their injuries. I think the Jets' defense Defense can keep this team in the game now that their DBs are healthier. We saw DJ Reed, Sauce Gardner come back for that game. And I think Zach Wells can go and get this W. I would play it at Jets plus three. Um, if it gets down to two and a half, I'm probably staying away. 
All right. Very, very good. By the way, a lot of you have sat here for the last 47 minutes and witnessed two of the greatest NFL minds in the business today. Now, if you want more NFL, if you want more content, all of that, these two guys run Sportsline in NFL. But I'm going to do you a solid right here and right now. We want you to be a part of what we're doing. Use the promo code COACH, and I'm going to give you 60% off the quarterly plan, three months. And after that, we're all the way into almost February, getting ready for March Madness, baseball again. Come see what we're doing. Knowledge is power. Hashtag educate and entertain. That's what we're all about at Sportsline. Now, Grab your paper. Grab your pencil. My guys go through their best bets one by one. RJ, we'll start with you. I have the commanders plus three and a half. I do not think the trades of the defensive ends make that much of a difference considering how bad that defense has already been. And I think that they can take advantage of this bad New England team that should not be laying three and a half. I have the Panthers plus three at home against a quarterback in Gardner Menchie who should not be laying three points on the road against anybody considering how bad he is turning the ball over and that defense has fallen apart. I have a teaser. I'm taking the Saints down to one and a half and only have to beat a very bad Chicago offense at home by two points. I love that. I'm taking the Bills up to eight and a half, a little shakier because because either team could score 50 in that game, and it wouldn't shock me. But the Bills offense playing just too well to not keep that game within a touchdown. So teaser is Saints minus one and a half, Bills plus eight and a half. As soon as I can get past being completely irritated by the way Derek Carr celebrates, I think I can root for the Saints. But he drives me absolutely insane. Anybody else? Put it in the chat. Does he drive you insane too? He does to me. Maestro, you're up. If you watch the Carolina Panthers post-game celebration, you know that they are playing hard for Frank Reich, and they love Thomas Brown, the new play caller. I like the vibe with this team going up against a non-existent Colts defense. Give me the three points at home with Carolina, but I also like them to win outright and get their second straight win. And then the teaser, the Saints are playing Tyson Bajan. The Browns are playing Clayton Toon. Enough said. I can't even imagine a universe, boys where the Saints don't beat the Bears by two points. I, I, I can't even imagine what that game would look like to not beat the Bears by at least two points. Wow. All right. What another great show. Join us every single week live. There's a reason we do this show on Tuesdays. Beat the number. Half points, full points. They absolutely matter. So with all that being said, pay it forward. Be kind to one another. Remember, we're doing this together, and there's only one thing left to do. And I believe you all know what that is. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these NFL tickets straight to the pay window. Brian Tiger, love all the stoic one, R.J. White. My man, the maestro, Larry Hartstein, the snake always behind the scenes on the ones and the twos, making the show look like a million bucks. We're every single Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern time. We grind for you so we can win with you. It's truly what we're all about right here at the Early Edge. Good luck. It's the UEFA Champions League on Paramount+. Plus. Europe's top club soccer tournament. Champions versus champions. The best teams facing off in the knockout rounds. Magnificent! And it all takes place. While you're filling out financial reports at work. In the middle of your day. In the middle of your week. So use that second screen. Call in sick. Do whatever you gotta do to tune in Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Nobody watches the UEFA Champions League like us. Stream every match live exclusively on Paramount+. Plus.